as we come before the word in Deuteronomy 6 and we're continuing and getting ready to wrap up our series on on truth matters this idea of of truth is is an important word Uh, we don't like that word anymore it seems Uh, the postmodern era which has tried to completely eliminate what truth is there in fact is no absolute truth that's the postmodern way so with that being said well then anything goes right we can invent and create anything so truth is the the veracity uh, the authentic honest fact of something and that should be what we're all striving and seeking what's the truth in everything right um And then we think of of it in terms of education, right? You would think that education would be the place that you go as a resource or a source for truth. And it's the idea of of imparting knowledge, right? That's what you go to school for, right? To get knowledge, to get true knowledge, to get authentic knowledge, to get factual knowledge. At least that's what we thought. as we continue this uh, quest for truth and truth matters, we, we come to a part now where we, we see that the number one mule of bad truth being imparted to us is the public school system. It's literally the Trojan horse into our lives. And if you're not familiar with uh, the great story from the Iliad, the, you know, the, the Greeks were trying to conquer you know, this nation of Troy who had impenetrable walls and, and a huge army and they, they couldn't conquer them. And so they came up with a strategy and a plan to, to breach the walls. And that plan was to, to give them a peace offering, a free gift, free education, right? To give them this free gift. And, and in this gift was this, this wooden horse where a band of, you know, Green Berets or, or Navy SEALs, whatever you want to call them, were hidden in there. And so they roll in the, the, the Trojan horse and the band of warriors, uh, long story short, is able to open the doors, breach the walls, and defeat the, the Trojans. They were conquered by not a big giant army, but a small little crack, a small crack, a wedge. And that's exactly what the public schools have been doing, worming their ways into our hearts, into our minds, into our children. And the problem is we want to believe so badly that that's not true, right? Can't be true. I don't want it to be true. I hate it to be true. I would venture to say, I think all of us have spent some time in this room in the public school system. So there's, there's a bit of, uh, you know, just allegiance to that. But here, here's a radical idea for you. Think about this and, and put your Christian hat on, right? Because we're Christians. Um, here's a radical idea. Let's turn your children over to total strangers that you know nothing about. Um, and those strangers will have the opportunity to, to work on your child's mind day after day out of your sight. You don't know what they're saying. You don't know what they're teaching. And they'll do this for 12 years. 
for 12 years minimum, and then expect your teacher, your, your, your teachers, expect your, your, your children to come home and respect you. Expect your children to come home and believe you and to believe in your faith after day, after day, after day. Um, these strangers have been having their way with your, your children. Who thinks that's a good idea? That's a horrible idea. And yet, in the one area in which most Christians find agreement, because we don't agree on all kinds of things. We don't agree on music. We don't agree on, on paint, on, on floors. Uh, you know, I mean, we don't agree on anything. Which Bibles to use, what denominations. I mean, the Baptists alone have like 38 denominations within the Baptists. We can't agree on anything except for one thing. 90% of Christians send their kids to public schools. That's kind of odd. And so again, the idea is, well, they're, they're going there to be educated, to, to learn truth, to learn facts. Or are they really going to a place that's indoctrinating them? And what's at the heart of indoctrin indoctrination? Well, at the heart of indoctrination is that at the end, you have to come out with the same belief. You, you have to come into agreement. That's the idea of indoctrination. indoctrination. There, there's no like, well, okay, here's like five different views that you can have, and they're both perfectly fine. No, you, you, you need to believe this way. This is the one true way. That's why today science, like they all believe the same thing. When has that ever occurred? I mean, we just went through this with, and we're getting ready to do it again, where either we all have to wear masks or, or we don't, or vax and right, and it's like, and all the scientists magically agree? Um, that's not science. That's indoctrination. Same thing with the, the justice, right? This is what justice is. And we've been going through that and looking at the social justice warrior phase that we're in. They have to have the same thought, the complete same agreement. You have to say it the same way. Um, how? That's through indoctrination. Well, does our public school system do that? Do they teach principles or ideologies that have a specific point of view? Uh, do they have an agenda? Well, they don't say it that way. They say things like, we have a scope and sequence, right? We want to sound very academic. What's scope and sequence? Scope and sequence is we're going to start at kindergarten and grade to grade, year to year, subject to subject, we're going to be in a systematic process to what? To get your kids to agree to do the same exact things. That's, that's scope and sequence. Again, they don't say it that way. They, they cloak it in, again, this, this neutral thing, which you guys are probably familiar with. I used to hear it all the time as in the, in the private uh, school system. But it's like, well, who are you accredited through? What's accreditation? We all have to agree in the same thing. We all have to have the same system. The same standards, whose standards, whose system, of the state, the government. And yes, make no mistake, the private Christian schools do the same thing. In fact, who do they hire their teachers from? The public universities that were just trained, which is an absolutely ridiculous concept, but that's what they do. 
Um, so you think you're going to go through the same scope and sequence, the same accreditation process, the same training, and come out with different views? Th that's not possible. Um, and if you do, then they find ways to get rid of you very quickly. I mean, just look at the agenda behind the public school. The agenda behind the public school in America today is, is distinctly biblical and Christian, right? Uh, no, it's secular. Um, it's socialist. It's pagan. In fact, 94% of their budget for the NEA, this is the largest public union in America. And guess what the second largest public union in America is? Another education union. 94%, $120 million from taxpayers in America goes towards the Democrat Party. So don't say it's not political. 94%, uh, yeah, they throw out a couple, you know, little scraps here and there to some of their local districts, but they definitely have an agenda. Um, by the way, their teachers only get like 9% of that budget because it's all about the teachers, right? It's all about the kids. That's what they always say anyway. So look, if it's clearly not Christian, then what is it? Because it's not Christian. Can we be clear on that? It is not Christian. It's not Christian. It's not Christian. Well, then what is it? What is it? Well, it begins with the religion of, of unity. Again, scope and sequence. And what's that unity? Well, that unity is the state. It's the collective. It's the civil impact that we're all going to agree to, to do what the state says. Now, look, as a history major, I love history. Uh, one of my favorite subjects is socialism and communism. One of my favorite books is Mein Kampf. Yeah, that's right, Hitler. Well, one of the evil things that has happened in our world is, is they want to say, well, you can't count Hitler. Why can't we count Hitler? Was he not real? Hitler, why can't we count Hitler? Well, because he was one of the leading evolutionists that we saw. He actually read it, believed it, and put it into play. Well, yeah, we don't want to count that guy. He was just nuts. No, he wasn't. He was following his belief system. He was following his belief system of being a socialist. The Nazi party was the Socialist Workers' Party. It's in their name, for Pete's sakes. They had a great system of turning around their country by infiltrating the kids in the school system, by having propaganda all over the place. So you bet we're going to use Nazis and Hitler as an example, especially when we see it in our system. And I'll get back to that in a little bit. Well, taking emotion out of it again, look, the schools by definition are not run by Christians of the church. They're run by the government. Again, which side of the government is that NEA conservative or liberal? Well, it's not conservative. Okay. Um, 
we can see the results. We see the results on the streets. We, we have this awesome thing called technology now where we see YouTube and Instagram and they literally will go out in the streets and interview people. And so we see right out of kids' mouths, right out of people's mouths, they can ask them basic questions of what capitals are in the United States or president's names and they can't answer a dang thing. And they've been in school for 12 years. What are they teaching them? Not that. So what are they learning? Well, you go on the streets or the universities or media or pop culture. There are no facts, but they know one thing. They hate America and it's bad. Again, reminds me of a country called Germany who found itself hating Jews for some reason. How? Why? Well, for 10 years of teaching their kids and having propaganda in movies that Jews were the problems of all their things, guess what? Everybody woke up one day and hated the Jews. And they did it with a whisper. They did it with a whisper. The, the country of Germany had to participate. It wasn't just Hitler. It was women who were guards. It was police. It was soldiers who nicely escorted Jews onto the trains and then imprisoned them. It can happen. It did happen. It's happened. And it's happened in more places than just Germany. We can go to our graduates and ask them what they think about Christianity. Christianity is by definition now hateful and hate speech. The things that we believe. How? Well, 12 years over and over and over again with the liberal agenda, with the liberal slant, with the liberal scope and sequence. And if you're a teacher or a student who says anything that's different, if you want to wear a shirt or a hat or give a speech well, or go to a school board meeting, well, guess what? You will be shut down. And now even the FBI could be sent to your home. It's crazy. And one of the more despicable things about this whole process is how cowardly it is. I mean, when you really think about it, who are they attacking? Kids? Adults who are, you know, they're so genius. They've been teaching fifth grade for 20 years. The same class, the same lessons, the same syllabus. I mean, these are not geniuses, trust me. Um, but they have the audacity to, to impose their authority and their will over little kids who aren't ready to fight the system, so to speak. Barna, who does a lot of surveys and does a lot of Christian surveys, has, has been doing this for years. And right now what's happening in the church, 88% of kids who have professed Christ from the church and go to college will end up rejecting Christ. How does that happen? Um, and again, but, but I went to public school. I turned out okay. Uh, you know, my, my kids went to public school. They turned out okay. You know, I did a lot of things that I shouldn't have done and, and I, I lived through them. And I guess I turned out okay. Would I teach my kids to do the same? Absolutely not. So, so that's not a reason for continuing the same bad, bad pattern. And look, COVID, one of the great things about COVID was we got cameras inside the classrooms, right? We got to see, we got to hear actually what was happening. Uh, they were caught being what? Disgusting groomers. 
over and over and over again. You don't have to believe me. Just look at the paper, look at the internet, look at how many teachers have been convicted, not accused, convicted of creepy crimes. Um, and then professors who again get these delusional teens who go off to college and have been taught for years and years and years that you have to believe the professor and not your dumb parent. Now they're in college and they think they're adults and they think they're intellectual geniuses. And so it just takes a, a little push by the adults to, uh, you know, to feed their arrogance and thinking, well, I'm an adult now. Um, I know better. I'm wise in my own eyes, if that rings a bell. And so even on college campuses now, you, you can't even have a, a, a person come and speak who voices a different opinion in a speech speak without them going berserk and crazy because they don't want to hear the other side. They don't want to actually really learn. They call that the heckler's veto. They shout over them. They, they go and they break up the assemblies. But they get to promote their morals. We've talked about this before. They get to teach the, the young adults to feed off their, their appeals to the left of the flesh, to be like feral cats running around doing whatever they want, sleeping with whoever they want, parting whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want. I mean, this is what's really happening in the university. And there's no room, as I mentioned before, for real scientific debate. In fact, uh, th they seem to have absolutely no logic train. I mean, right now what's happening throughout America is what? The beginning of school. And the beginning of school is, well, you gotta, you know, you gotta get your shots. You gotta get vaccinated or you can't attend. So in New York right now, you can't attend the school system unless you get all vaccinated. Well, that is unless you're an illegal immigrant. And 20,000 of them can go without shots. So I'm not a genius, but either this is real and this is a sickness is going to kill everybody and everybody needs to be vaccinated because the vaccination is going to solve all our problems. So get everybody vaccinated or it's not. Which one is it? But you can't let 20,000 into the system that have no medical history. So this is driven by an educational system. Where's the logic train? It's kind of a big intro to say, so what do we do? How do we protect our children from the governments? And, and, I, and I like government school rather than public school. Public school just kind of sounds like nice and soft. It's public. It's free. It's nice. It's community. It's a government school. It's a government school. The government has an agenda. Which agenda? How do we protect our children from the government school and the Trojan horse? Well, three ways, three ways. One, we obey God's commandments. Two, we keep the connection. And three, we cling to a commitment. We cling to a commitment. So again, re remember, if it's secular and it's pagan, and it is secular and it is pagan because it teaches other gods other than God, then it's satanic. Right? Let's not stop soft coding it. It's, it's satanic. Okay? And look, this is personal for me. I, I, I make no, you know, no qualms about that. 
I personally wanted to go and be a teacher in the public school system to make a difference. That was my goal. As an athlete, I wanted to go talk to athletes and help these, you know, young men who thought they were going to be, you know, uh, you know, rich, famous athletes and let them know you're going to have to get a job someday. Let's help them out to help them to be leaders, to help them be, you know, men. And then more importantly, to preach Christ, to be able to have an influence with the kids in the public school on the front lines. That was my goal and desire. But you can't. They won't let you. And so I don't, I don't have an ax to grind. I, I, I love kids. I, I love family. And so I wanted to go that route. And then we had an opportunity to go the route of the private Christian school, only to find out that, again, they're not much better. So, so be careful with that. I have tons of family, tons of friends who are in the system, who, who you know, are trying to make a difference, who are fighting for the cause, and, and that's a beautiful thing. But it's, it's an uphill battle in a, in a system that's against you. You're, you're, you're one person trying to you know, stop the flood of, of the dam with one fingernail. It's not going to happen. But, but I have passion and sympathy for them. And, and, and I'm thankful that we do have people in the system because it's like, well, if there's nobody, then what? But it's not working. The system's the system. You hear things like, well, but the kids need to be the salt and the light. Because you're not going to see that anywhere biblically. Kids don't evangelize. Okay, kids go to school from K to 12 to learn, to grow, to develop. They're not preachers. They're not evangelists. And we see the proof in the pudding there, and the 88% will fall away if you keep sending them to that place. That is not the place for salt. And again, it's not a judgment. It, this is just a wake-up call. Either the scriptures are clearly teaching us a different way, or we should be sending our kids to the local public government school, just like Israel did when they got out of Egypt and they got all their kids on the bus and sent them back to Egypt to go to school because the school systems were so great in Egypt, right? No, they kept separate. Or just when the Israelites got you know, divided and they were sent to Babylon, Babylon and, and while they were, the, the Jews were you know, in Babylon and, and went back to Israel, they said, yeah, but the, the sports programs in Babylon were so good, we're going to go keep playing with them. No, they escaped and got away and shook the dust off their feet. They didn't go back. And look, again, if... if if you feel like I'm being too harsh, I mean, just, just be honest. Let's just look, look at this place. It's a place where there's been over 400 shootings since Columbine. 400? It's not safe. There's fights all over the place. Uh, again, don't believe me. Just ask the security guards who are at the schools. Ask the metal detectors that are at the schools. I'm not the one who put them there. They're there for a reason. There's sexual assaults. It's not safe for our daughters to change in sports locker rooms or bathrooms because people don't know what a man or a woman is anymore. The books that now we see because we're, we're inside the classrooms and inside the, the board meetings are, are graphically sexual in the elementary school. Again, groomers. Um, 
And if that wasn't bad enough, we, as America, we are ranked an awesome 25th in the world. 25th in the world. That's pathetic. That's pathetic. They're in college football. They wouldn't even, in college football, you get, you know, your ranking is right by you. They only go up to 20 because after that, it doesn't matter. So we don't even get a ranking bias. We're so pathetic and bad. 0% of 55 schools in Chicago can't read at a basic level. By the way, homeschool mommies that didn't go to university and get educations uh, are graduating their kids. Stanford right now, Stanford, arguably the number one university in America, is accepting 27% homeschooling applications, over 5% of public school applications. Why? Because the public school isn't doing their job. Um, homeschool mommies. And look, I went to a, a, a university uh, for, for seminary. And one of the first things that we did is we had to take a basic uh, English grammar because that's what we do. They teach us how to study the scripture, how to, how to parse it, and we had to know grammar. 80% of college graduates, of, of men who wanted to be preachers, have to take a basic grammar course in seminary, at our seminary, because they can't pass. Well, what did they learn? Well, they didn't learn how to read and do grammar. Um, and again, look, just listen to the elections. Every election we'll hear from the people who love the public schools the most, that our public schools are failing and they need more money. Since Barack Obama, Barack Obama's agenda, they put 4.5 billion extra dollars into the public school system. With COVID, they got COVID relief and put trillions into the public school system and we still have a problem. It's not the money. That, that's just a, a red herring. So real quick, before we get into the Deuteronomy 6, I, I, I want to just anchor in some verses for you. So, you know, you can write them down, anchor in these verses. Psalm 1 reminds us, do not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Don't do it. Do not stand in the path of the sinner. Don't sit in the seat of the mocker but your delight is in the law of the Lord. I can't think of a better picture depiction of what public school is. You go and you stand and hang out around sinners. That's what you do. You hang out with other classmates, sinners. You sit in seats and listen to teachers who mock Jesus Christ, who mock the Bible, who mock God. That's, that's school. What is God say, don't do it. Don't do it. It's, it's very clear. Matthew 12, 3 says, look, if you're not with me, you're against me. If you're not with Jesus, then you're against Jesus. There's only two sides here. They've clearly picked their side. Keep the Bible out. Keep Jesus out. I mean, they're, they're waving flags. We don't do Christianity here. Well, that sounds like a neat place to go. Um, if you're not with me, you're against me. Revelation 2, 2 through 3 reminds us as the church is being evaluated. Look, you've left your first love. 
You've left your first love. Who? God. God's word. So you can't endure evil anymore. If you infiltrate your brain and your mind with non-biblical truth, well, guess what? You won't be able to stand and endure. First uh, Corinthians, you can turn with me there. First Corinthians 1, one of my favorite verses when I think about thought and wisdom. First Corinthians 1.18, for the word of the cross is to those who are perishing foolish, right? Talk to a professor about the cross, but to us that are being saved, it is the power of God. That's why we're not ashamed of it because it has the power unto salvation, Romans 1. But to us who are being saved is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the cleverness of the clever I will set aside. Where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God. God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For indeed, Jews ask for signs, Greeks search for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. To Jews a stumbling block and to Gentiles foolishness. But to those who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Do we believe it? Do we believe that the foolishness of God is wiser than men? If we do, then why do we keep sending our kids to foolish men? It's a contradiction. 1 Corinthians 15.33 goes on to say, bad company corrupts good morals. You're trying to raise good Christian kids, and then you ship them off to a place where there's bad company that's going to corrupt your child. Matthew 7.15 reminds us, beware of false prophets. Beware of false teachers. Why? Because inwardly they're ravenous wolves. What a depiction. Ravenous wolves. We see also the, the word describes Satan as a, as a prowling lion seeking whom he may devour. You don't put your kids in the lion's den, right? Go play with them. You'll be okay. It'll be fine. I made it. Um, Third John 1, 4 says, there's no greater joy than when the children are in truth. Well, they need to be in truth. Well, how do you go to a place that by definition says we're postmodernists? There is no absolute truth. Go learn there, guys. That doesn't make any sense at all. Colossians 2.8 says, no, do, do, do not let you, your, your mind be taken captive through philosophy, empty deception, traditions of men and principles of the world. What is school? Philosophy, traditions of men, principles of the world. Again, I've said this before. The psychology department at university, the philosophy department at the university, the science department at university has said to Christianity, get out, stay out. You have nothing to do with us. And what do we do? do, 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 do. We can paste on Christianity to all these three disciplines and it'll be the same. It's not the same. 
Listen to them. Listen to what they're saying. They're completely, wholly, fully rejecting Christ for a reason because they recognize that the two are not compatible. What are we missing here? Academia hates Christianity. And so the first way that we protect our children from these government schools is we have to obey God's commandments. Real simple. Uh, Deuteronomy 6 verse 1. Now this is the commandment. This is the commandment, the statutes and the judgment which the Lord your God has commanded me to teach through you that you might do them in the land where you're going over to possess it. Remember, Israel was captive for 400 years. They were in Egypt. All they knew was the Egyptian ways after 400 years, generation after generation after generation. And they're going back to Israel. And so before they go into the land of Israel, they're instructed to do this. Verse 2, so that you and your son, and this has new meaning to me now, your grandson might fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. O Israel, you should listen and be careful to do it, that it may be well with you and that you may multiply greatly just as the Lord, the God of your fathers has promised you in the land flowing of milk and honey. And so this is a commandment. It's not a suggestion. It's not a good idea. It's not like what worked best for us. This is a commandment from God to do what? To teach to train, to educate, to teach, to train, to educate. It's not optional. We're commanded to teach God's statutes, God's judgments. We need to know the things that are right and wrong. We need to know the things that, that are, are, will be judged by God. Why? So that we don't do them. So that one, we don't violate his law. Two, we don't make him angry. Three, we do the things that, that he loves, not the things that he hates. And I love the phrase here, the Lord, your God. The, the, the Old Testament isn't just like, well, this is just a, a book of harsh laws. No, this is intimate. God is your God. He's your personal God. Right? Well, well, we say it this way. You need Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, right? Why? Because it's a, it's a personal relationship. It's not robotic. It's not stale. God is giving us this opportunity to have this great relationship with him. Over 13 times this phrase, your God, is repeated in this one chapter. It's personal. Don't trade God then for government training. Of course, that's what they want. It was very ironic how many times we would hear Biden during the COVID lockdowns and education say, these are our children, our children. My children aren't your children, Joe. My children aren't the state's children. My children are my children. And, and as a father and as a grandfather, I have a responsibility. I have a commandment to do. We talked about that last week, to act. Well, one of the things that we do is we teach our children to fear the Lord, their God. Right? And we know from Proverbs 1, what does Proverbs 1 say about the fear of the Lord is the beginning of, of wisdom and understanding? It's the beginning. If, if, if you don't 
fear God, then you're not going to get to wisdom and understanding. Now, there's more to it in, in Proverbs 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to discern the sayings of understanding. It's one of the problems we have. People can't make discernment anymore. To receive instruction in wise behavior, righteous justice and equity, to give prudence to the naive, to the youth knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear an increase in learning and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel to understand a proverb and figure the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Fools despise God. Fools despise God's instruction. Fools listen to other people's instructions that try to overspeak and outreach God. So truth starts, if we really want truth, it starts with there is a God. Fundamentally, if your first step is not believing in God, then you're on the wrong path of truth. You, then you, you don't know what end is up. If you remove God, then anything goes. Any idea, any concept of, of truth can then be attempted. And it has been. There's been so many different attempts to explain how we came into this world. It never ends. Anything. But there's a Lord God Almighty who created it. We're called here to not just listen, verse 3, but to do. We went over this in James, right? Our faith works, our faith working with our works. That Not only are we supposed to hear these things, but, but we also have to do them. Well, it makes it real hard to do when you don't hear. Spend 12 years hearing other things other than biblical things. It's like getting instructions to, or, or directions to go somewhere and the directions and instructions lead you the wrong way. And then you expect that you're going to end up at the promised land. You're not going to get there. And that's the idea. That's the intent. And so we need to listen and to obey, to, to do it, to be obedient to the word, to hear what's taught in God's way. And again, by definition, the government school is not teaching God's way. It just doesn't. At, at best, it doesn't do that. Well, why would we want any part of that? that? That's giving them every benefit that you could possibly think of. That They just don't like God. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's a pretty bad thing. And so because of that, though, they teach things like, my favorite, the theory of evolution, which is taught as the fact of evolution, even though in its name, it's the theory of evolution. Why? Because it's a theory um, that has to be fixed and changed all the time, by the way. Um, I mean, they don't even believe in Darwinism anymore. And that, that's like the father of evolution is Darwin. It's neo-Darwinism, right? Um, they teach and believe, and this comes from schools, things like abortion. Why? Well, because they're not humans. It's not abortion when it's not a human, right? Where are, the ki where are these kids getting this from? Oh, yeah, from science class in school. They're anti-Bible, which makes them anti-Jesus, which makes them anti-Christian. Um, 
What about their views on marriage, purity, sexuality? Again, simple. Public schools don't teach obedience to God's commandments, statutes, and judgments, so they don't know basic things. It shouldn't be mysterious. So it began with, you know, originally in America, the public school system was, was based on teaching Christianity. That was the whole reason why they would send their kids to school. In fact, our original Ivy League schools, you know, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, they were all seminaries. The only reason to have a university was to, to teach men to be preachers. Princeton was an amazing seminary. We, we studied so many books from great men of Princeton when I was in seminary. And Princeton now is, again, like Harvard and Yale, anything but Christian. Because um, it's indoctrination. We, we saw that the original beginning of of, of American education then went from Christian to, well, we need to, we need to follow a different system. We need a, a better way. What's the better way? Again, anything that doesn't include God. So let's go to Prussia. Let's go to Germany. And, and how do they do things over there? So we started following. Literally, our system is based after a model of the German bell system to, to teach workers who don't think, but just get up every day, March to the, to the sound of the bell and work. That's it. That's all I want them to do. And part of that was, well, we're going to slip in there, you know, humanism, universalism, and, you know, their favorite, socialism. Um, Horace Mann, one of the, the founders of our, of our American school system, was a secular humanist. That's why we, you know, we're filled with the only thing, you know, it's all about you, your self-esteem. Right? That, that started happening from the very beginning. We had people like, you know, Andrew Carnegie, you know, the great steel man and Rockefeller, the oil guy, and they like funded the Board of Education. Why? Again, so that they could create mindless workers, not critical thinkers, people who were indoctrinated to believe the same thing so that when they got older, they could go work for them and not ask any questions. Look, we've seen this system, not just in Nazi Germany, we've seen it in China, we've seen it in Russia, anywhere where you want to control your people, you will do that through the, the education system to get all the kids together. And then as they grow up, then you don't have to really retrain them. They already believe. Do you realize that it took Hitler 10 years, 10 years to completely brainwash and indoctrinate a nation. How long have we been sending our kids to public school? That's scary when you think about it that way. It's really scary. Some of our famous quotes, John Dewey, you know, can't make socialists. You can't make socialists out of individuals. So if you make people love the state, if you make people love the government, well, then they won't be individuals they won't be lack of a better term american right america was we're going to be independent we're going to be individuals i'm going to worship my god the way i want to worship god no 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 no. can't make socialists if you're going to be individual rl dabney said public education is anti-christian its design is to train a soul away from him god 
It's robbery. It's robbery from God. That's the point of Christian of education. It's anti-Christian to steal from God. In public education, A.A. A. Dodge, one of the, the anchors of, of, in Princeton, said public education is an army of the godless government. How could it be anything else? If the government is godless, if the government's anti-Christian, what's it going to produce? Somehow we, we think in, in here, well, it'll be okay. It'll all work out. It's a long way to go. It's a hard way to go. And it's, it's, it's not what, what, what God says. God says, obey the commandments, teach and train them. The second way we can protect our children is keep the connection. Instead of, okay, you know, let's go to church on Sunday and we'll teach some Bible lessons at home and then release. Then you go to school all day long, every single day for 12 years. That's not keeping the connection. That's releasing the connection. So how do we keep the connection? Verse four, hear, O Israel. By the way, I think I've mentioned to you before that this is, this is the, the, the Shema. This is what Jews would consider one of the anchors of their faith that they would recite to their kids. It's the, the first thing that I've whispered into every single child of mine and grandchild's ear when they're born. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. That's not only a statement of truth, of empirical fact, but it's also my prayer that my kids would then do it to keep the connection, to keep the connection by understanding who God is. The Lord, our God, again, personal God is one. The triune Godhead, that's who God is. That makes a distinction between all other religions in the world. That makes a distinction Christianity, the triune Godhead, the three person of the Trinity. The Lord, our God is one. He's one. And you shall love the Lord your God. You shall love him with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. How? And these words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. So we keep the connection by making sure that we're in our kid's ear, that they, that they hear the word of God, that they hear the, the commandments, the statutes, and, and the judgments. That's why we don't send them back to the Egyptian school district. We don't send them in the, you know, the, the Canaanites and the, and the Philistine you know, school systems. That would have been absolutely ridiculous for, for a Jew to even give consideration for something like that. In Daniel 1, 4 through 5, we see the Babylonians model was to take the talented young Jewish boys and to retrain them, to reprogram them in their education system so that it wouldn't take time before, well, the, the Israel boys, well, they would grow up and not follow their God, that they would believe in our gods and just infiltrate into our system. And by the time Israel was able to go back to Israel, a lot of the Jews didn't want to go back. They thought Babylon was just fine. Well, 
we want to keep that connection. We have to understand, look, teachers are strangers. You don't know your teacher. You don't know who these people are. That makes them dangerous, right? Stranger danger, what happened to that? Well, unless they put on a nice dress and you, some lipstick, then you just go on, Johnny, go have fun. You have no idea who these people are. You don't know what gods they worship. You know what false religions they're following, cloaked in Christianity. They're Jehovah's Witness, they're Mormons, they're, they're, they're sneaking in their bad doctrine into your kids using the same lingo. I mentioned before, there, our schools are filled with pedophiles, social justice warriors, feminists, socialists, racists. I mean, would you let them babysit your kids? Much less teach them. And again, the evidence is, I mean, just look it up. The convictions, the failures. And here's the thing. Here's what we all sit here and think, yeah, but, but my school's different. But my school district is not like that. That's the other guys. So Barna did a, a study on that. And it's like, well, the parents have given their schools like a, an A grading, like 77% of their schools. Like, well, my school gets an A. But that school over there, 79% of those schools get a C. So if I go to Tahoma, it's like, well, Tahoma is better than Enumclaw. Enumclaw, you get a C. Tahoma, you get an A. And you go over to Enumclaw, and Enumclaw goes, well, we get an A, and they get a C. Guess what? We're all doing it. We all think that our public school system, why? Well, maybe we have more Christian teachers in there, Christian administrators. And, well, that sounds good, except that all the curriculum is secular. All the kids running around, standing, mocking are pagan look get let's get it clear all schools are religious it's just a matter of which one they're all religious they all have a point every school has a point so we're called in deuteronomy 6 that look we're to teach to love the lord your god how are you going to teach to love the lord your god when they don't even believe in god well, guess what? Let's just put that one on hold for till they're 20. We'll just shh, because we just want to talk about, you know, math and science and history, even though all the history is revisionist history. And the most influential person in the history of history is Jesus. They don't want to talk about him, which is very odd. How would you not cover? I mean, you should have whole sections on Jesus. I'm glad they don't because they would mutilate it, but it's still very academically lame that they don't. We're to love the Lord your God. We're to love it. This, this, and it's spiritual adultery for us when, when, we're, when we're getting in bed with the enemy. It's spiritual adultery. We're to love him with not part, not some, not part-time, not kind of, with all of our heart. 100% of our inner soul, our inner being, our, our thoughts, our belief system, the, the core virtue of our morals, we're to love God with. How do we do that with all our heart and with all our soul? 
When every day it's being chipped away at every day, day after day after day, in every single way you can possibly conceive from every single different angle you can conceive of. They're trying to deny that there's a God that exists. And so we have to, with all our strength, why? Because it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy to fight the system. And if you want to keep your kids out of the public school, then it's going to be some crazy sacrifices and huge commitments. It's not an easy thing. But we have to, with all our might, keep the connection between our kids and our God. The commandments stay connected with God intimately in the public school system is a wedge. It's the Trojan horse. It's an absolute wedge into your family. It's a, it's a crowbar. And so we need to cling. We need to cling to a commitment. Verse 7. And so you shall teach them diligently to your sons. And to, you shall talk of them when you sit in your house. And when you walk by the way. And when you lie down. And when you rise up. And you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontals on your forehead and you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. And so discipleship then is hand in hand with education. Now this is an area where the private Christian schools, they get it. They understand that, hey, we're here to disciple the kids. The problem is the public schools, they also get it too and do a better job of getting them every day and teaching them diligently and talking to them consistently and, and, and sitting down with them and, and walking by their way. See, that's our job. That's supposed to be what we do. When did it say, well, you don't have to do that anymore. The Roman system was so much better than the Babylonian and the Egyptian, that it's okay now. You, you, you can go to the Roman school district. They, they, they're, they're really good. You, a lot of their stuff was, it has a, the Greek foundation. They have like the Socratic method behind it. Class, classical education. You can trust it now. It, it, it's good. We've ironed out all the kinks. No, we as families are called to, it's our job, it's our responsibility. We're commanded to do this as our job. And if there's anything that's going to come in and, and, and be a wedge to, to infiltrate it, then get rid of it. Keep it away. Keep it out. It's like a fence around your, your house. We have, we have families that protect their dogs or their chickens more than they do their, their child's hearts. Well, what about, what about socialization? I'm like, the kids need to be socialized. Well, this is what they're being socialized in, in school. Uh, hate your parents, fight authority, liberalism, socialism, feminism, suicide, homosexuality, gender identity, alcoholism, drugs, sex, promiscuity, atheism, violence, evolution, climate catastrophe, abortion. All of this happens on the playground before second grade. That's the socialization that you're just desperately trying to make sure that your kids connect with them. 
And then you're shocked when they become friends with them and you're shocked when they do the things that they do. And then you're shocked when they come home as teenagers and tell you what for. And then you're shocked when they're 20 and 21 and go off and do whatever they do. And then you're shocked when they have no idea of what marriage is and what it looks like. You're, you're, it's just like, how did this happen? Well, because they were socialized. They, they were being taught and talking and sitting and lying down and walking by everybody but you. Look, we, we, we have to understand, we, we, we talked about this in Ephesians 6, that we're in a spiritual battle. We're in warfare here. The enemy is, they're fighting. The principalities, they're here. They're going after it. And we're in flip-flops and sandals. We're, we think we're on vacation. Oh, well, when they go to the public school, they'll be okay. They have art and drama and sports and clubs and dances and after school. And you know what? They feed them now. They give them breakfast, lunch, and, and after school meals. They're, 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 they're so kind. Yeah, because they're trying to be your family, your community. They want the influence. And so the school then becomes family. The school then becomes the friendships. The school then becomes the commitment that they cling to. The school then becomes their counselors. Heck, they have counselors. Well, lo and behold, if you really have trouble, you can go to your school counselor. And guess what? The school counselor won't tell your parents. Well, that's a fun one. You can transition from a boy into a girl and you don't have to tell your parents. The public school system in America is doing this today. You think they're our friends? Which educator have you seen stand up and say, this is wrong, we're gonna stop doing it? I've seen a couple and they were standing up saying that because they were just fired for standing up and saying that. Well, guess what? Not many are going to stand up and say anything anymore because they have families to feed and that's their job. And so meanwhile, our schools just keep going along. They, again, as a history major, teach these amazing things like, you know, 1619, you know, and the, the critical race theory. And it's like, you know, the 1619 where, where America was founded on slavery. Of course, any basic numbskull should realize America wasn't founded until 1776. Uh, there's about 100 years difference there. So if it were true, which it's not, that America was founded in 1619 on slavery, well, blame the Brits or blame the Spanish or blame the French because there was no America. And if there was an America, if you want to count the Mayflower, guess what? Those Jesus freaks weren't coming over with slaves. We've got their book. We've got their biography. We know exactly who was on that ship. And it wasn't slaves. By the way, the other one, the other community that was established, Jamestown, they had such a problem with people, with the community working, that, that he started to beat them. Why? Because they didn't have slaves that did all the work for them. 
So it, it doesn't take, again, a genius to know that this is completely wrought with lies, but we're fighting in our school systems right now to keep it out. Why? Because it's already in. Um, they teach our kids ridiculous notions like things like, you know, guns kill, right? It's a horrible, terrible thing that people get shot with guns. It's terrible. But let's be honest, evil people, sinful people, diabolical people shoot people. Let's address that. Not the type of weapon that was used, but you can't do that. Again, we just somehow, I don't know how it happened, but miraculously in America, people just accidentally get pregnant. We have no idea how it happens. It just happens. Um, why do we say it that way? Because it's not your fault. It's not your fault that you got pregnant just because you were running around like a feral cat. Surprise. Cats get pregnant. So will you. Um, but that's okay because it's not really a life anyway. Again, life isn't real. Uh, give a speech on the opposite side of that and see how well that goes for you in a public school. Well, what about, yeah, but, but, but we get quality. I know they're there every day, all day, but when they're home, I mean, we buckle down. We, we teach them diligently. We talk to them about, about the Lord. We, we sit down in our house and we, you know, we go on walks and, you know, and at night I pray with them and read them Bible stories. And, and in the morning we have breakfast and I read a Bible verse. And, and you know, we have these, these, you know, cool Bible verses on the walls. And I got my kid with the WWJD bracelet. And so, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing this stuff. Um, no. For 35 hours a week, the government school is doing this stuff. For one hour a week, you are. Who do you think is going to win? Um, do you realize that you get 19 years, like basically 19 years with your child in your house? And then, and then the stats say for the rest of the remainder of their life, your child will be in your house and your influence for like one year. So you have these 19 precious years where you actually have like some serious influence on them. And for anybody who's had kids and raised kids and knows what a teenage mind is like, uh, feels more like 12 years, right? Because the next years are pretty combative. So again, in the 35 hours a week, who's discipling your child? Who's getting the quality and the quantity? Because quantity is quality. Well, it's the, again, it's the, it's the groomers. Why do I call them groomers? Well, the New York Post just stated that 3.2 million children, 3.2 million children, 6,000 schools. It's okay for the teachers to conceal gender identity change. Um, groomers, it's the state versus the family. It's the state versus the family. So, Here's the thing. Again, I know most of us have been to school, sent our kids to school. We, we move forward. Remember, forgetting what lies behind, we press on to what lies ahead. We, we, we come now to a clear understanding 
of what school may have been like, what your school district may have been like, your teacher might have been sweet. But we have to understand now that, that we're in a battle. And, and, and truth matters. And, and fighting all these different progressive attacks in the progressive Christian church, the, the, the fake church and the false teachers, it's so easy. Why? Because our, our kids have been infiltrated for years in the public school system. And many of us, of us have too. And we have to stop thinking that we're more clever than Satan. Give the devil his due. He's really, really good at twisting and manipulating. He's great at it. Be cautious. Yes, greater is he who is in us and in the world. But, but you have to understand that, that the foe is powerful and strong. Uh, take caution. Our children are not are not pawns in this game. They're just kids. They, they need to be strengthened. They need to be taught. And again, if schools were honest, then they would at least mention Jesus in the Bible from a historical standpoint. So, so you have to, again, put yourself in, and say, if they're telling us we want no part of Jesus, no part of the Bible, then why are we clinging to them? Why are we reaching out to them? We should be running and understand that your voice is not the only voice in your child's mind. So your voice better be the best. It better be more influential. It better be more powerful. And we as a church and as a community need to come alongside and help those who are coming up along the way. Because we're parents, most of us in here have already raised our kids, and we can teach them from, from our mistakes and say, you know what I would do? This is the way I would do it. And, and then we need to come up with solutions and ways to help families to homeschool their kids. Because who cares if you gain the whole world and you've got PhDs and a great job and, you know, but lose your soul, right? The goal in life is not to get a college degree. That's not the goal in life. The goal in life is to be saved. And so praise God when we're able to, to go through the system and come out on the other side. I mean, thank you, Jesus. And, and praise God. And God is protective. And God does, does hear our prayers and see us because, quite frankly, the system is against us. The system doesn't want two parents, right? The system wants one. System doesn't want one parent in the home. The system wants the state to raise the kids. So it will do everything in its possible power to, to put a wedge. The, the, the mortgage man doesn't care that you want to have mom at home. The mortgage man wants two people, both working at Boeing, both making six fingers. Why? So that they get more money for the house. We're against the whole system. So we have to fight hard. As it says, with all our might, we have to fight in this battle. Just to be basically obedient to God's word. And as I was reading this and, and thinking about this and thinking of all the different, well, what about this? And all, all the different exceptions to the rules. One of the things that stuck out to me was, well, you can't live like this, right? Where, where you're teaching your kids to, to be by your side and early in the morning, late at night when you're, and then the question was, why not? 
This isn't a suggestion. This is a command. So you have to figure it out. We have to figure it out how we live in this system, in this city, in the big city, in today's modern culture, and do this. There's more than one way to skin a cat. But this is what we're called to do, to teach them diligently, to talk to them when they sit down in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up, you shall bind them as a side on your uh, side on your hand and on, and they shall be as frontals on your forehead and you shall write them on the doorposts of your house of your gates. So by hook or by crook, this is our calling. This is what we're called to do. Let's pray. Lord, we are so thankful that you are a gracious and merciful God. Though we're so thankful that you are able to give us freedom as, as students who went through the public school system. Lord, as parents who sent our kids through public schools, Lord, we know that you've been so loving and so kind to our children, but we also know so many in family and friends who have gone through the grinder because of this, who have just been tormented in life because they went through this system and not only mentally, but physically and emotionally and worst of all, spiritually. And so Lord, as we desire to obey your word, to cling to your word, we pray that we would be committed together to doing whatever it takes to, to follow your commandments. Lord, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. I pray that we would love you back with all our heart, with all our might, and with all our soul. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.